0: welcome to another fantastic interview this one is really really cool it's all about using the energy system the energetics of the body the meridians specifically to help with bladder issues such as prolapse and bladder you know leakage and frequency and urgency and that kind of thing so after the interview stopped recording I shared with Janine who I interview in this uh, podcast about the fact that I actually was a little uncomfortable with the fact that I shared kind of openly with y'all about the fact that I have been experiencing some bladder issues of my own and even some more feelings of heaviness in my pelvis. And I said, "Janine, I can't believe that like <laughs> here I am sharing that I've been having some you know some some concerns lately and I'm literally launching a program my Lift 2.0 program, my upgraded Lift uh, method—it's uh, a series all about supporting the bladder, supporting bladder health, supporting uh, prolapse, any type of pelvic organ prolapse. It's all about helping to relieve those symptoms. And here I am, openly sharing that I've been having some of these symptoms lately, and. She and I both really agreed that, well, yeah, I mean, that can feel uncomfortable to share that, but it's so important for people to understand that, first of all, I am always going to be genuine and real with you all, and I can genuinely and really and truly say that my lift program, it works. It helped is what I used to help um, resolve my own condition 13 years ago, but here's the thing, when we're being real, it's all about maintenance. You have to maintain this type of, you know, you have to maintain your pelvic health. And the thing is, my prolapse happened 13 years ago. A lot changes in a person's body over 13 years. And I've definitely, you know, been experiencing ch- some changes right now as I go through perimenopause. Uh, my hormones are very, very uh, drastically shifting and changing. I'm noticing a lot of of issues over the last year or two, more like two years. Um, I kind of started a little bit young, I'd say, in my perimenopause journey, but some things started changing about two years ago, and they're really, really starting to change. And I'm noticing some things in my body that I'm just having to pay some extra special attention to. So you'll hear in this conversation what I'm doing and what I'm you know, using to help work with my own pelvic health issues. And so much of what I teach you all on my podcast and my YouTube channel and in my lift program is stuff that I actually personally use myself to maintain my pelvic health because i do have times where i'm like i need to spend a little extra attention on my pelvic health or things are going to start going in a direction where i don't want them to go so i just want you to to know that again i i'm real i tell it like it is i tell you that i have some issues of my own i am a work in progress and the thing is life is not like for anything really any health condition and anything in life it's not like you do x and then the y thing that you're treating is gone forever in most cases it's not like that it's not like you go to the gym once and you're strong for the rest of your life right that's just not how it works so again with pelvic health issues you can't just do like some kegels or whatever it may be some pelvic floor physical therapy once and expect that you're never going to have to revisit it that you're never going to have to maintain it it's like we perfectly accept that you need to go to the dentist every year for routine examinations and checkups and unfortunately that's not how it is with our pelvic health it should be we should be going to a pelvic floor physical therapist every year for routine examinations and checkups if only if only our insurance systems covered that and i maybe they do in other countries but i know that as an american that's not uh, how it It is right now. But we just need to remember that maintenance is important and we are constantly shifting and changing as we go through lives, our lives. So with that being said, I am real. I am a person who needs to maintain her pelvic health. I have things that come up where I'm like, okay, looks like we need to address this and maybe even a, a new way. And so that's why I'm always exploring new ways of treatment and I'm always going back to the tried and true stuff that works, lifestyle exercise and then incorporating more and more the the energetics and some of this more um you know things that you may not have thought of before that, you know recently I spoke with Anna Kroll about scar tissue mobilization and then releasing pelvic tension and now this energy medicine and the meridians and how we can support our bodies in this way. It's not to just pile on a bunch of new information just piling on more and more and more. That's not the point. The point is that everybody is coming to me and to my work at a different entry point, at a different level, and everybody's going to need slightly different things. So it's not like you need to take everything I have to say and use all of it tomorrow. That's not it. The idea is start with something. I would highly recommend if you have prolapse or bladder issues, starting with my lift program. 100% 100% like 150%. I stand behind this program so deeply and fully. And then just very gently take in and listen to some of this information that I have to share with you. And you may find that your body needs it at different times. You might be like, mm, I'm going to try this energy stuff that Bree's been talking about. I'm kind of curious about this. I'm going to explore it. So I hope you'll enjoy this interview. I can tell you I learned so much. Janine shares information about foods that you can eat to help keep your um, channels of energy healthy. We talk about positions that you can be in for like five minutes, even a day, Um, some different massage techniques that you can use to support your kidney and bladder and spleen meridians. So you are going to learn a ton. Check the show notes for a way to get the handouts that talk about the nutrition information Janine shares. She gives lots of ideas of foods that you can eat to support these energy pathways. So... It's amazing. You're gonna love this one. And uh, again, thanks for being gentle and easy with me as I continue to be real with you all and just let you know that pelvic health is for life. It's not a one and done type of thing. It is something you're gonna to have to be aware of because it's such an important part of your body. So enjoy and welcome to my interview with Janine. Hello, everybody. We are on Dr. Janine Krause, who is truly one of my favorite people in the world. I, I think that if we lived not thousands of miles away from each other, we would hang out all the time i have contributed to janine's amazing podcast and some events she's done virtual events things like that and she's contributed to my youtube channel and podcast and all the things we've collaborated a lot and so when i had a question about chinese medicine and the meridians and i thought who can i contact to talk to this about for not only my audience but also for my own personal reasons I thought, of course, I have to contact Janine. So Janine, please say hi. And maybe you can just share with my audience, um, you know, where they could find you online. And then I'll talk a little bit more.
1: Sure, sure. Hello, Dr. Janine Krause here. You can find me on Instagram at Dr. Janine Krause. You can find me on my website at dr drspelledoutjkrausnd.com, where you get to see all the fun things that I do. And hopefully I am giving you some good information on there that you can use in real life.
0: Awesome. Yes. And the thing is Janine's Instagram and well, everything she does, but her Instagram is really, really lovely. So go check her out on Instagram. She's very, very informative posts and really, really cool combination of work. She does from her naturopathic work to again, acupuncture and and Chinese medicine, really well-rounded person who comes with a very functional, holistic approach to health. So Definitely check her out. Like I said, I wanted to talk today about the Meridian system, and this is for a selfish reason because I have actually been dealing with some sensations of heaviness in my pelvis. Again, it's it's a bit of a feeling like a little more bladder urgency and a little bit more frequency and a little bit more of a sensation of uh, of prolapse. I'm just going to say it. And here's the thing. I had a stage 1 cystocele, stage 1 bladder prolapse that I was able to completely reverse on my own through exercise and lifestyle after I gave birth to my son. Now that was 13 years ago. So time has marched on. I have had zero symptoms since that time. I've been able to run, I've been able to, you know, have live a very active life. But over the last <clears throat> couple of months to be honest with you, I've had a lot of self-imposed pressure and stress in my life. It's, I always laugh a little bit because a lot of people have found that 2020 was a very, you know, challenging year on so many levels, but they also said they had so, so much more time. They were bored. They had time on their hands to learn how to bake different types of banana bread and like spend more time with their family and things like that. I actually found that it was one of the most busy and productive years of my entire life. Uh, I think as an online business owner, 2020 was insane. I got so much done. I did, I created a ton of courses. I created a lot of things there. And I actually ended up putting a lot of pressure on myself to, to do these things in a certain amount of time, in a certain timely manner, that kind of thing. And it's resulted in sensations of heaviness in my pelvic area. And I always say that pelvic prolapse can be a result of too much pressure and not enough support and we're talking you know physiologically in our body like too much pressure in our body and not enough support from our muscles and all of that but also mentally too much pressure and not enough support and i've been finding that when i manage my stress and anxiety levels i don't have the symptoms but when i allow myself to go down these roads of feeling this unrelenting pressure and anxiety and stress i have to go to the bathroom all the time or pee I have to urinate all the time i have this bladder urgency and frequency i feel a heaviness in my pelvis i feel like things are shifting in a place i don't want them to go And it's fascinating. So this led me to the work of Donna Eden and her energy medicine, uh, a book called Energy Medicine. And she talks a lot about the meridians, specifically what really made me say, I've got to ask Janine about this, is in Donna Eden's book, Energy Medicine, she speaks about the um, bladder meridian, I'm pretty sure it is, being the most active between 3 to 5 p.m. in the day and how the bladder meridian is associated with the nervous system and stress And so it's really important to take care of that meridian and to rest lying on your back as much as you can, especially during the time of 3 to 5 p.m. in the afternoon, just rest because that meridian is associated with stress. And if you are just pushing yourself too hard, that's going to really potentially irritate that bladder meridian and make you have more, maybe have some issues with your bladder And I was feeling that and I I thought, let me reach out to Janine and ask her if she knows about this, if this seems to make sense. And if she can tell me more about the bladder meridian, about the spleen meridian and its focus on upward energetic forces that may help lift prolapse and heaviness, that kind of thing. So that is my very long winded introduction, but I thought it was important to kind of share my a little bit where I'm coming from and, and why this is a concern for me. And why we're really focusing on the spleen and the bladder today. Um, So with that, Janine, I I would love for you to maybe explain a little more about the meridians. And if you have any advice, obviously, this is just a 30 minute podcast interview. We're not going to go too in depth into this, but maybe some advice on how people could care for their meridian system if they don't have access to an acupuncturist at this time
1: sure absolutely so there there are 14 channels in our body and and the urinary bladder channel the spleen channel and the kidney channel all are involved heavily with public floor and with the bladder. And, and really when we say channels, a lot of people are like, well, what the heck is that? It's where sodium, potassium, chloride, magnesium. So our minerals and our electrolytes flow. It's in our third layer of our skin. So if like you grabbed your skin right now and you picked it up and you kind of like wiggled it, it's that part that's underneath where the wiggling is. It's like the fluid part. And so when we use acupuncture or acupressure, we can tap into these channels and get them to move more effectively. But we can also think and, you know, do qigong, meaning breathing and imagining where these channels are at to help us with movement and strengthening. And then there's foods. Mm. And as you mentioned, timing of the day, 3 Mm -hmm. to 5 p.m. being this magical time for restoring yourself. It's also coordinated specifically with the time that a lot of people crash. During the day too, that two to four, we talk about a lot were those adrenal glands. So the adrenal glands folks are little kind of little glands that are little triangle glands that sit on top of your kidneys. And the Chinese figured out 5,000 plus years ago now that the, the kidneys and the bladder, of course, work hand in hand, but the kidneys having these little adrenal glands sitting on top of them, they're in charge of your energy. And so you, yeah. I like to think of the kidneys as your, your batteries, like how much do you have left in the day? And because the urinary bladder is considered a paired organ to your kidneys, this is kind of Chinese speak, but more or less it's a paired organ. So your kidneys and your bladder work hand in hand. We know physiologically the kidney, kidneys are connected to the bladder, but also they're hand in hand in terms of what's going on in your body when you become stressed. Wow. So, huh. Those two guys together, if we think of them going even another level deeper, like the neurological system, as you mentioned, our autonomic nervous system, when you go into the body and, and you dissect it, or, or if you look even at an anatomy book, you'll find that those nerves go on either side of your spine and they run all the way down into your pelvis. The urinary bladder channel starts on the inside of your eye, comes up, goes over your head down the back of your spine on either side of your spine. So it mimics your, your autonomic nervous system. It is, I, I, I believe, and there are other works and, and folks who theorize that it is your autonomic nervous system channel. And this is why we have pain in our neck, pain in our low back, pain in our pelvis, because we're trapping a lot of the stressors that we have throughout the day in that channel.
0: Well, and it makes sense too about again the bladder about how anxiety and um, emotional stressful times can make you potentially have more bladder issues urgency frequency, right? I mean, does that does that kind of make sense? That
1: absolutely, absolutely, because it's right. Those nerves are right in that area, and they're going to go to every single organ of our body. Mm-hmm. because they're in charge of what we do when we are in fight or flight running mode and, and stress out mode. And but they're also in charge of what we do when we're in rest, digest and chill mode. And if our parasympathetic nervous system, so this is our rest, our digest, our chill mode, if that's weak, because we've been stressed for a long period of time, we can't control the bladder. Mm-hmm. We have trouble controlling what happens with our bowels. Mm-hmm. We have trouble controlling stress in general and inflammation in the body. Mm -hmm. So that urinary bladder channel that the Chinese discovered, they they really were, I believe, tapping into, oh, urinary bladder equals autonomic nervous system. That's
0: amazing. It's amazing. And I want to just kind of back up one more time to this channel discussion and the Mm -hmm. meridian. So, again, specifically this topic today of taking care of these meridians and even what they are. So the urinary bladder meridian, so the meridians, like you said, these channels kind of under your, under your skin. And can they be likened to like a highway? That's sort of how I was imagining them almost like a highway in your body, like a highway of energy rather than just like a glob of energy all over your body. Energy kind of runs in these little highways. Is that the way to think of
1: it? Absolutely. Like, like vessels, like we think of arteries and veins, they run. I mean, it's absolutely like a highway where we're moving. Like if I put needles, or even if you press on the inside of your eye, sometimes you'll start to feel something change in the forehead over time. And, and this can happen. If you press there, you can press on the top of your head, the channel, the, the this urinary bladder channel goes all the way to the outside of your pinky toe. Wow, It's from head to to toe, which also further supports the autonomic nervous system. But with these channels and these highways, there's constantly movement of nutrients throughout your body. And one of the most, I think, concrete things that a lot of people could probably associate with, if you're dehydrated, you don't move things through your highways well. And in particular, a lot of us will have pain right at the base of the skull when we're dehydrated or in the back of the neck. Even tension headaches, too, Mm -hmm. can show up in this area. This means you're not circulating your nutrients within those highways well. Wow. So This is kind of that connection there. So if folks are like, I don't know about this energy business in these highways, really, it's movement of, of. Chan- like movement of sodium, potassium, chloride, your electrolytes, your minerals, oxygen, all through a, a certain pathway that your body has figured out. That's kind of like the, the speedier way, the, the the highway to get things through versus trying to diffuse it across the skin. We tend to, to kind of focus it in certain areas and move it through that way.
0: It's so interesting because I think we all just we just understand and see and we, we get that we have these highways for our blood, you know, our circulatory mm-hmm. system all travels in, you know, a basic pathway of our veins and our arteries and stuff like that. And then we have the nervous system pathway that goes of our nerves, the, the impulses that travel along our nerves, that these are specific pathways of energy that run in certain patterns that mm-hmm. correlate with different organs
1: Yes. Yes. And the reason we can call it energy or chi for that matter, is just because of the ions. We have positive and negative ions that run through there. And so that's really the energy. How do we create a battery? Positive and negative charge. Same thing in your body. We are charged. Yeah. our body has charges. And so that's that energy. It's just how the body uses the positive and negative ions to go through the channels and just move. And that's like stainless steel acupuncture needles will get things moving because it's a stimulus, much like an injection, much like acupressure, just pressing pressing in the channels.
0: So interesting. It can be so hard to, you know, believe it. Honestly, it can be hard to, and I I fully believe. By the way, I'm a full believer. But I I feel that it can be hard for some people, and and it was hard for me too, to believe it when you can't see it. Like you can cut open your, you know, cut your arm, and you can tell that there is a vein in there because blood's coming out. But when you can't see the um, energy coming out with visibly with your naked eye, it can be hard to believe it. But that there are these channels running through us. So. Okay, so we've talked about this bladder channel and how it's connected with the autonomic nervous system and the you know stress response and all of that. And I've felt that. <laughs> so I wanna, I wanna talk about these two channels. So this bladder channel, which may be helpful in caring for it and, and taking care of it may be helpful for bladder issues. Let's also talk about the spleen channel because I, I'd had a conversation that really got me even thinking about this before I started having these, these feelings and issues of my own. And before I got Donna Eden's book called energy medicine. And before I talked with Janine about this, but I had a conversation with another physical therapist, friend of mine who was talking about this, the spleen and how it is associated in traditional Chinese medicine. It's associated with worry and anxiety. Am I right on that Janine? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, So it's associated with worry and anxiety and the spleen. Um, organ system and the meridian is associated with upward moving energy. They call it upward chi. And so my friend, this physical therapist who works with women's health and pelvic health was talking about how she's been using it with her patients with prolapse. Mm -hmm. And so I did some research into this and I'd actually already kind of done a little research, but she spurred me along to remember that I'd done this research too. And I looked into it more and I, ended up creating a really beautiful guided meditation for some of my clients where we talked about caring for the spleen. I did not go into Chinese medicine because I'm not an expert at all, but we talked about almost like cleansing the spleen and kind of caring for that organ because of the fact that it may be associated with this upward moving energy to help with feelings of prolapse. So can you tell me a little bit more about filling some holes that I've created here about the spleen meridian, the spleen organ, this upward chi, you know, how we can use all of this stuff to help care for our pelvic health? Sure, sure.
1: So the spleen channel, I'd like to start with where, where it is. The first point on it is on the inside. So if you touch your toe, your toenail on the inside of your toenail, that point is the beginning of the spleen channel that's spleen one and then you come up your whole inner foot and go up your whole inner leg comes all the way up goes up through your abdomen and that's kind of where we we terminate it kind of in the abdomen area now in terms of chinese translations and spleen one of the things that i find very interesting is that it's not just related to your spleen and it's related to how you absorb Nutrients. So, we like to think of the spleen as the whole digestive system in general, even though we have large intestine channels, we have small intestine channels. But I like to think of the absorption capacity because what does the spleen do for us? It helps us with recycling and processing of red blood cells and white blood cells. It's a big immune organ, is what it is. And, and so, for a lot of people that might be listening to us, they're like, I don't have a spleen. Maybe you had an accident, maybe it was removed. It's okay. It's okay because you still absorb nutrients to make your red blood cells and your white blood cells strong. And, and what, do we, what do we use to get red blood cells and white blood cells strong? We're looking at things that have iron, that are rich in iron. So black beans, for example. We're looking at spinach, dark leafy greens. We're also looking at things like blackstrap molasses, really rich in iron. And so these are nutritive things to help you to make strong blood. And make your spleen channel stronger. Because the Chinese will think of it in terms of what does the spleen do? It makes our blood stronger. So we're looking that way. Now we're also looking at what are certain things like you were saying you can do. You've got that covered. But you can also be drinking ginger tea. Ginger is one of the most like fortifying spleen chi nutrients out there. Cherries, carrots, dates. The Chinese love using dates for helping to boost the spleen and make it stronger. Figs, grapes, those guys are in their lentils. Licorice root is another big, big favorite. As is pumpkin for me, I love the fall time because this is like, okay, we're going to strengthen that spleen cheat. Same thing goes with sweet potatoes. We go into shiitake mushrooms, spirulina, those guys as well. They're all nutritive. So thinking about if you have prolapse, okay, let's think about how we can incorporate some of these foods. And by the way, Bri, I will send you my, my lists of these so that folks who are listening are not like trying to feed your run it, run it, write it out and everything. Don't worry, we got you covered. I also have things to support your kidney chi, which will then inherently support your urinary bladder. So so I'll get those documents to you. But the idea here, I just want to tell you, this is incredible.
0: I am learning so much. Thank you. (laughs)
1: You're you're welcome. You're welcome. But yeah, the spleen is one of the things you want to protect. We we read in all the classics in, in Chinese medicine, like while you're in school about like, protect your spleen chi. Above all else, protect your sp- spleen And Really what it's about is not beating up your system because the more you beat yourself down, the more you're going to have prolapse and things of that nature. The other big thing is looking at food qualities. And, and by that, I mean warm foods like the energetics of the foods, but also the temperature of the foods, because so many people will get on this kick of like a lot of raw foods over the summer. So salads and things. And I'm like, maybe this might've been what went down for you. You, you came off the summer, you were pushing things really hard with the business. And for some reason, all the cold foods, the cold drinks, I mean, who doesn't love ice cream in the summer or even coconut ice cream, all these things are cold, right? So they, they cause us to have trouble digesting. Mm -hmm. cold smoothies is kind of one of my big ones that I that I get on folks a lot about you take frozen berries you put some alternative cold milk in there and you blend it up and then you quick try to slam it what does that do well if you put ice on your skin what's it do it numbs you so what do you think it's doing your stomach you can't digest that food so it's all about improving your absorption of your nutrients so thinking about warming foods easier to digest foods
0: And all of the everything you're saying is going to help you with digestion and elimination, which is obviously really good for your pelvic floor. And I know for me, a lot of my issues started actually um, after, like you said, a, a, a summer and a whole year, honestly, 2020 of me really just pumping out content after content, after course, after course, not only my own courses, but I created two courses for daily OM. And then I was doing my weekly YouTube and podcast plus overcome pelvic pain for men, overcome pelvic pain for women, transcend, and now, now lift 2.0. So, I mean, wow, it's a lot. And I really noticed that a lot of my symptoms of urinary urgency and frequency, and then some of this strange feeling in my pelvis really started when I traveled despite (laughs) despite corona i was actually able to take a trip to visit my visit my parents across the world so it was a very long plane flight i do not do well with long trips it really messes with my digestive system and i was able to do that quarantined there came back quarantined here there was a lot of quarantine action happening and a lot of travel that happened and that's all a lot of stress on your body a lot of stress on your immune system, and a lot of stress on your digestive system. And so I'm realizing that that probably all impacted these meridians that we're talking about. Yeah,
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because when we change routines, our body, we're creatures of habit, when we change routines, that's going to mess with how well we digest, but also how well our our system as a whole functions and our digestive system's core to Mm -hmm. a lot of things. Then you add in Putting out lots of content, we're looking at your batteries, right? Because mm-hmm. kidneys in the Chinese world, kidneys and spleen are very tied into each other because the kidneys are are where you get your nutrients from. Or sorry, the spleen is where you get your nutrients from. The kidneys are what's what take those nutrients and help support you and store it. So they're kind of like what get filled up when you're getting your nutrients from that spleen channel. So the idea here is is the more you push yourself, the more you're depleting your kidney cheat. The more that you deplete your kidney, chi, the more that your urinary bladder stuff gets off. So keeping in mind, urinary bladder and kidney are our paired organs. Those two feed off of each other. If you deplete your energy, you're depleting your ability to take care of yourself. Because most of the time, if we're pushing it, we'll skip meals. I'm totally guilty of it. Or I'll be trying to throw something in really fast and not fully digested because I took seven bites and I swallowed really fast and I've got big chunks of food that my digestive system has overcome to break those down. Mm -hmm. So all of that has an impact on on the body. It's just that with these channels, we start to see issues in those channels, in those areas.
0: And they're very insidious, aren't they? Like they're very, they're very, it's sneaky because like you just go, go, go and you push, push, push and you don't realize because you're doing fine. And then all of a sudden it kind of catches up to you and it's like, whoa, what just happened? And so Mm -hmm. I love that you're, you're, it really sounds like this makes a lot of sense that the spleen kidney and bladder meridians do kind of all work together and potentially have a lot of impact on pelvic health.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, a lot of times we're looking at, in the modern medicine world, we look at things compartmentalized where it's like, okay, do all these pelvic floor exercises and everything's going to be great. Well, if we don't take care of the stress and we don't take care of how someone's eating and, and the routines around eating, it's, it, it can become a big issue. And it's something that I'm glad that you're addressing because, and, and telling folks about your story, because these are things that You know, we we are seeing so much more in ladies as they start to push themselves in their careers or push themselves with family and, and not taking time to take care of themselves.
0: Yeah. Well, and I can tell you that I'm, as I do these practices, I'm starting to do some practices like lying on my back every day at three o'clock, lying down for like 15 minutes. Of course it can't be that long, but you know, a little bit of time and I am trying to take some more days off and slow down a little bit more. I see almost instant results in my pelvic health. It's insane. And I have been also doing some abdominal massage, which is so lovely for digestion and all that. Cause you know, in this time period, I was having a lot of constipation issues when I was really feeling again, the travel just, it throws me off. For weeks, I am thrown off when I travel anywhere, but especially across the world. And, you know, so that being thrown off and then just the stress of some things I was dealing with, I was having a lot of digestive issues, but I've been really working on that. And I'm still pushing myself too hard just before this phone call, even with Janine. She and I were laughing because I was so scattered. My brain was in a trillion different places because I'd just gotten off a call with somebody else and you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm still working on it. It's definitely a work in progress, but I'm, I am taking some steps and I'm noticing an improvement is what I'm trying to say here. So, um, to, to wrap us up, cause I could talk about this forever with you, but you've given some really amazing suggestions for foods that can support the meridians, um, specifically that those foods were for the the kidney meridian, correct? The spleen, the, the spleen. spleen. Oh, sorry. Those were for the spleen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So they do
1: have a lot of overlap though. Don't worry.
0: Yeah. I mean, it it sounds, so those were for the spleen and that's the, uh, that's the um, upward moving energy and then the, that support. And then you'd mentioned about the, well, uh, we talked about the lying down on your back to help support the, all the meridians, but the bladder and kidney paired meridians too. Is there anything else that you can leave people with that would be easy things that they could incorporate into their day? Absolutely. So while you're lying down, and,
1: and I have a thing called positional parasympathetic breathing, where I lie down, I put my legs up on a chair. So my hips are in a 90, my knees are in a 90 on the chair. And I do it five minutes every afternoon. But what you can do while you're lying there, because you might as well give yourself two for ones, because there's always some sort of a boost in that. I oftentimes, while I'm laying there will work on my spleen chi, meaning you can take your finger. So if you find your belly button, and you go and you put two of your fingers, in, you know, just to the side of your belly button, you're gonna be getting to what's known as the stomach channel first. And then the spleen channels next, it's almost at the outer edges of your, your rectus abdominis. Mm-hmm. All that area, rub that area, in an upward motion. So just kind of give it scoop a little bit there, kind of as you're scooping upwards, you can hold that area too, and just hold your fingers there. I actually like to run all four of my fingers from just about two fingers out from my belly button out, because you're going to cover both the spleen and stomach meridians. And you can just hold that area. Or like I said, you can scoop that area, but scoop upwards a little bit. Yes, folks who are traditional with some stum- with Chinese medicine are gonna be like, why are you doing upwards on a on the stomach channel, because the stomach channel, we want going down, whatever. We're just, (laughs) just stimulating the area. We're not trying to get fancy here, but what that can do is really help you to, to get the channel opened up because these are master points for the channels, both the stomach and the spleen. And it's a great way while you're laying there to just work on that area. Now, if you are having any issues with acid reflux or things of that nature, you could go up to inferior to rib cage and just press that area a little bit because this is, and I'm going to, I don't know how much you're going to do for, for video, but I'm just going to kind of show, you find your boobs, go just below your boobs and you've got your, your rib cage and the lower border of your rib cage here. If you hold that area on either side and just kind of do a little massage there. And it doesn't have to be upward or downward. You can kind of do it whatever way you want. That'll help to release a little bit of tension that you've got going on in your abdominal area, causing anxiety, causing stress. You can start from where the sternum kind of comes together in the rib cage and move out, just kind of moving like a manner of you're just kind of like stretching taffy. You can do that as well. That feels nice. And all of this can be done right while you're lying there in that three to five hour timeframe Now, you might be thinking to yourself, well, I'm not doing anything for that urinary bladder channel. Yes, you are, because the Chinese channels have this cool connection that if you work on the front, you're also working on the back because autonomic nervous system wraps from your spine all the way around. So we have something called front moves and back shoes translated into English, correlating points on the front and the back. If you press the ones on the front, they're going to stimulate the back.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: working on the front side, just like that, you're going to be working on your urinary bladder channel, you don't even have to actually access it, your weight laying down is going to give it the supportive pressure it needs. And then using the points on your abdomen will trigger the backside to also relax.
0: That's amazing. So you're really getting everything by (laughs) just lying down. And again, that window from like, anywhere from two o'clock or three o'clock to four o'clock or five o'clock anywhere in there. When you can lie down and you just need to recharge your batteries, even if it's for five minutes, deep breathing, yep. and then to one more time. So your finger is basically on either side of your belly button, the right and the left side, and just kind of that pressing in and scooping a little bit upward. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just that gentle motion. And if you're like, I don't know about the scooping, fine. Just hold that area. It's yeah. okay. Your body is going to realize that there's stimulus there and it's going to start moving sodium, potassium chloride, the electrolytes, which is the chi in the area. You're also going to get blood flow moving through there. And then those nerves are going to be stimulated and they're going to go around to the backside for you. Cause this is your autonomic nervous system. They're going to go around the backside and, and work the movement of the electrolytes through the muscles on either side of your spine, where that urinary bladder channel lives. It's It's cool. It's super cool stuff. And if you really get into this and repeat it enough, you actually can feel it over time. It's just a matter of slowing yourself down to to get that sensation. But it can happen. And it's quite awesome to feel it.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. And I feel like the more I learn about this, I know that there is specifics. I mean, there's these specific pathways, these specific meridians and specific points. It is a very precise science, acupuncture and acupressure and, and all of this. But at the same time, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong here, because I might be totally off Janine. I'm totally okay being off here. But I also feel like kind of my whole theory about movement and fitness, just move, like just move your body with, with fitness. And I feel like with energy and, and, and meridians and all of that, of course there's specific channels, but I also feel like if you just put your hands on your body and just sort of maybe touch your, your, your body and, and press inward a little bit and massage your body and breathe and relax. That's going to help your energy, right? It's totally, it's totally going to work because yeah. you're right.
1: Really at the foundation of all of this stuff, why we have issues is lack of circulation, yeah. lack of blood flow in an area. So movements of any kind, one, it's going to stimulate your body to move more blood, but it's also going to get a reaction. We are reactive to touch. We're reactive. To others' touch, but in particular, you know, it's just about movement. And by pressing on yourself, it's it's stimulating movement, just like exercise. I don't yeah. think that you should stop doing exercise and just doing acupressure. Just lem- just let me tell you that. But I do think that you're you're absolutely right. Exactly, it boils down to the simple fact of circulation. And what can yeah. you do to boost circulation of any kind, blood, nutrients, electrolytes within the body?
0: I love that. I love that. So essentially kind of like I have tell people, you know, don't be afraid to move your body, find mm-hmm. ways that move and make you feel good. Kind of the same thing here with, of course, there are specific points, of course, speak to somebody who really knows what they're talking about, but also don't be afraid to touch your body and, you know, lie down and relax and, and use your fingers and use your hands and just feel your energy system. Cause you're going to be stimulating something that you probably need, right? <laughs> Yes, you're you are into we are
1: all intuitively smart. Yeah, like a lot yeah. of people are like, Oh, I don't really know anything about. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. You have everything inside you to heal yourself. You absolutely do. And when you start to pay a little more attention and connect a little bit more, your body's going to be like, Oh, wait, go up just a little bit more. You feel that nodule? Yeah, right there. It tells you like it's it's incredible. You just have to try. That's all you have to do is just start just getting a little more connected to yourself and you'll realize that your body has everything it needs to tell you where, where to go and what to do.
0: I could not agree with that more. And I think people just, you know, starting by simply maybe rubbing their hands together and just bring some energy between your hands, just friction, like actual energy in that way. And then maybe just placing your hands and seeing what happens when you scan your hands a couple inches above your body. Like, what do you feel and where are you intuitively drawn to maybe spend a little time touching or just even keeping your hands above your body kind of like giving yourself a little energy treatment there. It's amazing how, you know, intuitively, like you said, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah,
1: you will, you will feel that. And those of you out here that might be like, Oh my God, these two have done lost their minds. <laughs> Hear us out. Like, seriously, try it. Just try it. Even like Bree just did with rubbing the hands together and just hold your hands like this. If you hold your hands here long enough, you're going to feel almost like your two palms or even your fingertips almost as if they're trying to touch each other or they're kind of pulling or there might be this kind of thing going on. It's it's crazy. You have energy and yeah. it's not woo-woo. It's all you and you can do things with it. Just yeah, gotta,
0: just try. And I got to say that just to wrap this up, Janine is like the most down to earth person as I think you can tell from our conversation. So if you feel, if you're if you're still listening at this point, then you're in it, <laughs> you get it. But at the same time, if you're not, if you're still curious and like, I don't know about these two, just go follow Janine on Instagram. You'll see she's totally normal down to earth and super cool. And, um, yeah, so I just, I want to thank you again, please let us know. So you're going to, you're going to provide a handout for me or some information. Yeah. Yeah? Okay.
1: I got two handouts, one for the kidney, kidney foods and one for the spleen foods because kidney foods folks will help with the urinary bladder as well. It's kind of a two for one there. And then the spleen foods and a lot of them overlap. So it's not going to cause brain damage or anything, but I have a list and how, how I incorporate it in folks, um, treatment plans to, to help boost their spleen and their kidney gene.
0: I love this. Okay. So eat these foods. There will be information. Well, Jean and Jeanine and I will talk and figure out how we can yeah. get you the information. Just look in the, in the show notes, the podcast notes, and also eat those foods and lie down on your back, feet up on a chair mm-hmm. and just touch your belly. <laughs>
1: super simple stuff.
0: Don't make, don't make medicine and taking
1: care of yourself harder than it has to be. It is actually really simple. You can do this
0: and just breathe. Oh my gosh. I love this. It's amazing. Okay. Well, thank you, Janine so much. I appreciate you and everyone go check out (laughs) Janine. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. And if this podcast was helpful for you today, please share it with a friend. Tell them you know what you learned and how it's going to be helpful and amazing for them to talk about this stuff. Don't forget to subscribe and also check the show notes for all the links you need, including how to follow me on Instagram and YouTube. And until next time, remember, you don't have to be an expert, but every woman should know a bit. We'll see you next time.